Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. And we are both super tired. Hell yeah. Yay. You've had two nights of bad sleep, is that correct? Yeah. I have also had two nights of bad sleep. What's that about? Uh, I feel like there's a disturbance in the force. And I feel like we're psychically connected now. Probably. You know, and then if you're having a bad... So, you know, fucking take a sleeping pill or something, because... <laughs> I can't, but if you can, then please do. I don't know if I can. I, my family Try. suffers from depression, so I'm not sure if I'm supposed to take sleeping pills. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, I am technically laughing at your family's history of depression. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your family's a shit girl. <laughs> morning so we're off to a great start oh, absolutely the bright side is i'm still here bitches <laughs> it's the bright side for all of us yeah i love this i love coming here me too yep thanks for having me of course all right uh welcome back everybody to the bright side uh there's a shit show of tragedy and horrible news in the world of course yes it's that's... just another day uh-huh the world we're living in uh but <laughs> but we're not focusing on that not today you know? well most of it. Well, most of it. We are. Yeah. But, but we're going to get past it, is my point, which yeah. is the really hopeful part. We're going to get past this shit. Do you, how do you feel about like negative, negative people? Honestly, I try to avoid them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they're like a personal rain cloud. Oh, yeah, exactly. They yeah. Are, they're like that. Yeah, was it Pigpen? Who has the cloud? Well, Pigpen has the dirt, dirt cloud, cloud. Sure. But Donald Duck and Daisy in an uh, episode of a cartoon had a personal rain cloud. Well, it wasn't just in an episode. I think that's a trope. And when you see them, you can just have this little like, wah, wah. Yeah, the, their soundtrack is yeah. like, with the occasional. <laughs> <laughs> right, if, they were, if they were Sims, that's what I, was... <laughs> I love the Sims. Oh yeah, I used to. I was so happy. I had a lesbian couple. Oh, one was a superhero. Oh, and one was a power lawyer. Jeez, and I was like, you bet I was. Oh, that's useful because then when one of them creates destruction with her superpowers, then yeah. the power lawyer can come in and, and like sue everyone. Well, no, she can defend the superhero lesbian. I'm pretty sure she just sued everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had like everything. That particular one, I was making millions from them. Why? What do you mean? I, I don't know they, what Sims do. Oh no! Well, they like they earn money, and then you can buy more stuff for them, and then you see them do things. Oh. And I had them like go to bed a lot. Okay. As a kid, I All was right. like, you need to be a happy, healthy couple. Wow. Okay. Did you read Ready Player One at all? No. Or see it? No. So the Oasis. Good? Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's um. The Oasis is a v virtual world, right? Okay. And uh, but it has real world implications, and this is you know this is becoming real, right? That people are buying like property in virtual world for millions of dollars, like actual money. Yes, actual human money is going into the virtual space to create housing and shit for virtual characters and stuff. So I don't have time for that. No, I don't either. <laughs> because I'm trying to make movies, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's millions, and I have pennies. It's for just my I, movies. I, we are just. I'm just saying we're on the edge of some really weird shit coming down the pike. I mean, if they all go into their virtual world and stay there, mm -hmm. then there will be more jobs for the rest of us. Maybe that's why the job numbers are so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's trapped because in a virtual all, reality. Well, if they're making money, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what if this is virtual reality? Oh God, really? I'm so tired, though. I don't. <laughs> it, it's such a miserable experience. Why would you choose to keep doing this? <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine Trump being president in a virtual world. It's so true. Yeah. Maybe this is it. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. Anyway. On that note. <laughs> uh, so yes, we will talk about later on some kind of tragedy. That's going to be where we're going, right? Yeah. I understand. Uh, but before we get there, shall we jump into the original segment or the first segment of the show? Yes, give me the original first segment. It's not the original first segment. <laughs> we can rewrite history. Yeah, we can make it the let's original. Let's just rewrite this intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, are you ready for the bright spot? I am. All right, you it's look, really good. I can't tell if you like look like mischievous, like no. you're about to pull a fast one, no. or you're just actually excited. No, actually excited. Okay, <laughs> okay. After 150 years, okay, India's Supreme Court has decriminalized homosexuality. I saw that! It was a 150-year-old colonial-era law, Victorian English law, that said that uh, homosexual uh, sex was, you know, against nature. Which is incorrect. It, they're also incorrect, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it has finally been struck down, which, you know, 
I thought of it in terms of our episode on sodomy laws. Yes. And that's the first step. Yep. You know, the the decriminalization of the the existence of gay people. Exactly. Is the first step in actual equal rights right. of those people. Yep. And so India has finally made that first step. All right, so that is huge because now they get to have the fantastic debate that we have in this country where some of the people are saying you're evil and some of the people are saying, no, I'm just a person. So they get to go into that wonderful debate. Oh, good. Yeah, good luck to you, India. Congratulations on that. So that's just a huge win, like, for the people of India. Yeah. But it has even farther ramifications. I was reading up on it, and the law in India is actually the basis of the law for tons of countries in the whole region. Because it's so old and so confusing, <laughs> and people have based how they criminalize homosexuality in different countries uh-huh. on the Indian law, Okay, and that has been struck down I love with that. logic, yeah. saying that the social m- morality, this is a quote from the Supreme Court of India, the social morality cannot be used to infringe on the individual rights of even one person. Perfect. And... That's very logical. And that's huge. And if people thought that way... Mm-hmm. Then... Well, I just... I, I hope that if you used India's law to write your own, make note of the fact that it was struck down. That's all. Yeah. You know, Well, hopefully it'll lead reason. to... I, I really do think that India is a power player in that yeah, part of the world. for sure. Rightfully so. And I hope that this will inspire neighboring countries to take note. Me too. It generally does. I feel like mm-hmm. when, when big players oh yeah no this is huge and and it's it's another you know another rock in the slippery slope has tumbled down yeah which is awesome so yeah congratulations india welcome to the debate (laughs) welcome to the whatever fucking century we've slid back into (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh let's get into the real show yes all right all right now jason T. Gaffney has gone out and researched some crazy shit. Yep. And is going to teach me about it, and you by proxy. Yeah. So, you ready? I think so. Okay. What are we talking about? Toys. The movie? No, not oh. and not <laughs> sex toys, oh. like real toys. Okay. All right. Tamagotchi. Great. Furby. Yeah. Beanie Babies. Okay, so, uh huh. Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, yes. That's right. We're going to talk about the tragedy of toy fads. What? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. I like it. So All right. every, almost like every... Like a pet rock yeah. situation? <laughs> yep, oh. exactly. All right. So almost every new, uh, year, a new toy comes out that every kid must have. All right. they're going to prove their status in society as someone of worth. Absolutely. Right? And the parents feel just the same way, which is insane. <laughs> if they don't get their kid the thing that they will that they want, then they will have failed. Sure. Both as parents and as providers for their children's family. Like, they okay. will be inferior. Yeah, no, that's true. They are behind the Joneses. Correct. Behind. I understand. Which, honestly, I like looking at people behind, so I always <laughs> like to be behind the Joneses. <laughs> the Joneses have particularly nice asses, it's true. It's true, yeah. All right, so let's hear about some of the fads, right? Great. Okay, some of the first fads were Pet Rocks. Okay. From, uh, 1975. It sort of created the toy fad almost. Yeah. Right. Well, and this is fun. They were picked up off of a beach for free and sold right. for $3.95. Well, yeah, you put googly eyes on something and... There were no eyes on it. It's just a rock. No. In a box. That's not true. It is. I saw the pictures. Really? It was literally just a rock. Okay. Okay, right? Oh, man, that is capitalism yeah. at its best. <laughs> then Cabbage Patch Kids were the 1980s. Okay. Pogs were in the 1990s. Oh, I remember Pogs. Yep, I was a part of that craze. I actually, here's the thing. Pogs was actually a game. Like, you could play oh, yeah, it. Yeah, you had, you had to hit them and whatever yeah, fell and off, them off you had yeah. to, like, you collected. That was yeah. your Pog now. Uh-huh. And I was actually good at it. So oh. I had a lot of Pogs. Great. I had all those little cardboard circles. Um, awesome. That's uh, That was a status symbol in middle school. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, the Rubik's Cube is another one, surprisingly. I it can believe that. It was a full fad. Sure. And uh, 1974 for Rubik's Cube. And, there, you know, there's still contests to this day I know. to see who can do it the fastest. I know. That's the speed cubers are a real thing. And guess what I am not? A speed cuber? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I have a Rubik's Cube at my house that uh, I've never solved. I was gonna... <laughs> so, are you going for the record of slowest? <laughs> yeah, I think, isn't that the point? I don't know. I love it. I'm bad at it. Sorry, so then Beanie Babies would hit the stands oh, in sure. 1993. Man, we have finally, okay. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the 90s, it was the number one toy fad. Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. Sure. It was also the first internet sensation in 1995. 
The first internet sensation of any kind? Pretty much, because wow. they were the first business to use the internet to help with their sales. Interesting. At that point, and I didn't realize this, in 1995, only 1.4% of Americans were using the internet. Oh, God, and, um, really? This inspired, and the Beanie Babies inspired a bunch of people to join to be sure. able to know what was coming and when to get it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, that's. I was on some AOL chat rooms yep. at that time, for sure. Back then... I would try to go into chat rooms to like flirt with people, mm-hmm. and I would, and people would be like, "How old are you?" And I'd be like, 13. and they'd be like, "I can't talk to you anymore." And I'd be like, "But you're cute," and they're like, "You have any same picture?" Yeah, but you're illegal. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Back in the day, um, okay. So basically, people really they were investing in Beanie Babies. Sure. Yeah. They would actually sell the tiny plush bean bags on eBay mm-hmm. at a huge upcharge. Right. So, in fact, at the top of the Beanie Baby craze, eBay was 10% Beanie Baby sales. So 10%, 10% of eBay was Beanie Baby? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got to go to Beanie Baby. I mean, eBay. Maybe com. that's where they got the name for eBay. eBay. eBay bees. Ooh, maybe. I like that. Uh-huh. There were some that sold for $5,000. You fuck? What? One Beanie Baby would be $5,000. And American. Orig- yeah. Okay. And the original baby cost only $5. What the? Huh? So okay. that's like 5,000%. I don't get it. Like, how can you... I, I get selling a thing for $5,000 that you invested in. Right. Who buys a Beanie Baby for $5,000? Why do you it, need... Uh, that if you really need that beanie baby, I guess so. I need that ghost. That is that we should I need do that unicorn. We should do an episode on the like tragedy of like the collector's mind. You know what I'm saying? Because that would be interesting. Yeah, we could, we could look into some like collectors who have totally ruined their lives. Oh, by this thing. We'll get there in a second. Oh great! Good. <laughs> this is that episode. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, because of the thing, reason they're selling for five thousand dollars, people were inspired to quit their jobs. Oh, and their families. And, and their families. Trade okay. the toys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Day traders of Beanie Babies. Yeah. Sure. So uh, some people actually decided to invest their kids' college funds on the toys in oh. the hopes that it would make them filthy rich instead. Oh, God. This These people are now divorced. A handful of them were super successful. Okay. There was one person who did sell their Beanie Baby for like five to $6,000 and got their kids' braces for it. Okay. So basically, and that's like cool. Great. That's great. Um, It'll make you look better in college. Most were not successful. Uh, no. One family, the Robinson family, spent $100,000 on the toys, and rather than get selling in time, they lost all their worth. Oh, my. The toys still God. sit in their garage to this day. They're, they're listed on eBay, though. <laughs> they make up... You can buy it now They make up for one, $14.95. Yes. Um, Chris Robinson was trying to find another source of income after having trouble finding work after having worked on General Hospital for like 10 years at Dr. Rick Weber. Oh, he was an actor? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then he did what actors never should do, which is get into business. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Outside of show business. Oh, no. uh, During this time, during Beanie Baby era, there was a a huge string of crimes, uh, such as theft. Yeah, I remember. It was insane in this this, town. People basically were breaking into cars and homes looking for tiny beanbags of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when McDonald's had the mini Beanie Babies? Yes, that was a nightmare. Yes. Because people were going there and buying every Happy Meal to get them all and then sell them. There was actually even an organized crime events with Beanie Babies where police would find over $20,000 worth of Beanie Babies in the backs of vans and stuff. Holy fuck, man. Yeah. And, Good uh, God, people. This is one of my favorites. Uh-huh. A couple in New Hampshire used fake checks, first of all, to buy over $2,400 worth of Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they resold them for more mm-hmm. so that they could buy a lot of heroin. <laughs> That's doing it right. Finally, finally, something worth investing in. Right. But these, they're beanie babies, for God's sake. They're not orchids. So my other favorite is a woman in Florida sold rare babies online for $1,000, except she actually didn't have them. What? And so she would later be arrested on grand theft. Okay. So she, she sold like a 1000 of them uh-huh. for $1,000 apiece oh, and didn't deliver. And that seems like I'm glad she was arrested. I mean, it seems like an easy one to catch. And, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it and then get out. 
Right. I don't recommend that you do it, though. Don't commit crimes. Don't do that, but if yeah. you do, use a P.O. box. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> don't let them know who you are. <laughs> so there are also counterfeit babies. What? Yeah, and Ty, the company that owned them, went mm-hmm. after them like a motherfucker. Sure. Ty was like, you will not make fake babies. I, it's so funny, though, because, I mean, I know Ty was making a lot of money on Beanie Babies. Right. But the secondary market was far more valuable. Right. You know? But yeah, they wouldn't want the counterfeit stuff being out there, I suppose. Well, they wanted they <laughs> wanted the secondary market to do well because right. it inspired people to buy the, the, originals. the originals and sell out right away. Mm-hmm. Like, there were days that we would go get Beanie Babies because it we? was me and my dad and my sister. Are you a Beanie Baby investor? I was a Beanie Baby investor. Oh my back in the god. Day. It's, oh my god, it's always the people you thought you knew. What? <laughs> I didn't invest in them in the sense of, like, I wanted a million of them. It's Mm -hmm. more that I liked the cute ones. What was it like when you got arrested for a grand theft? (laughs) It was great. (laughs) Prison is uh, exciting. I'm sure. (laughs) So um, Ty actually encouraged people to report counterfeiters to stop the bad men. Sure. They were like, if you see something, say something. Sure. They invented that term, yeah. In Connecticut, a store called Ty Brand named after the owner's sons, Tyler and Brandon, would receive a cease and desist letter because the name was too close to their brand. Ooh. The owner is quoted saying, quote, the boys are distraught that a toy company would pick on them. Yeah. Uh, in an article from the Los Angeles Times. It's a little shitty. Yeah, that to me is like, go fuck yourself. Absolutely. It's high brand. My name is McDonald's. Okay, so right. I can have a McDonald's. Right. <laughs> So the reason that it was such a big fad was that the babies had personal touches such as poems and birthdays on their tags. So people really liked that. Oh. They were reproduced in supply and demand quantities. Okay. Originally, they were only sold in tiny shops. And uh, throughout the year, they would send out new collections to make people lose their minds. So mm-hmm. they, like, they really did a strategy here. Right, sounds like. So in, in 1995, Ty Warner, that's the full name of the company, mm-hmm. had a delay with a stuffed sheep called Lovey mm-hmm. because of a supplier, I think, in China not being able to meet demand. There was some sort of issue. Oh, my God. So it God. delayed it. But they had already told people it was coming? Right. <gasps> and people lost their shit when they heard it was delayed. Absolutely. And it sold in hospitals really well because people were like, it's a little sheep and it's cute and stuff. So like, people were like, we need this sheep. You're um, talking to me as if like sheep in hospitals is a thing. It... <laughs> I mean, you, you're like, it sold out. It sold really well in hospitals because it was a cute sheep. I'm like, wait, yeah. that doesn't make when any I, sense When I go all. to the hospital, I'm like, I'm sick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, I've heard of, like, service dogs visiting people in the hospitals. Stuffed sheep. So you can pet them. Yeah. I mean, a sheep would be pretty awesome to meet in a hospital, for sure. Okay. I'm I'm on board with the sheep in the hospital. All right. It's unsanitary, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even do the fucking... Whatever. That was a ghost sheep. (laughs) 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 So... As I said, people lost their shit when they heard it was delayed, right? Right. But then Ty thought about a time that a toy maker basically used to retire toys, Mm -hmm. and people were fine with it. So Ty jumped on that. Ty Warner basically said, you know what? We're retiring, lovey. And then instead of rage, it was met with excitement over the fact that now this toy was a collector's item. They're retiring. So we don't have lovey. Right. We're retiring lovey but lovey never showed up on the scene in the first place something like that yeah all right and then they oh so but when lovey did show up there was a mad rush for Lovey. right because we're gonna retire it so this is your last chance right they were selling lovey relics if you could only get a hoof maybe (laughs) or (laughs) some of an ear that was worth at least 10 percent exactly above market price yeah they're built whole churches around it yes (laughs) so um Basically, they jumped all over that strategy with the Beanie Babies, and it worked hardcore. Okay. They also made sure that people who sold them didn't do anything other than sell them at the price that they set. So you could set. Ty Warner was like, if you, I'm going to this little mom and pop shop, you have to sell it at $5. Oh, sure. The shops have you to sell it. Yeah. sell it at a marked up value. We need the original market to be $5 a piece. Yeah. Etc. In fact, there was a seller that did a buy one, get one free, mm-hmm. and Ty cut them off and said, you're no longer a seller. Hello. And you can't sell for us anymore. Okay. And they were like, no. That's crazy. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. This was all in real time? Of course. Yeah, because yeah. you were following the Beanie <laughs> Baby market very closely. I, would, I was stocking that shit like a motherfucker. Yep. Um, all right. Ty Warner 
the company knew that this bubble, the Beanie Baby bubble, was going to burst eventually. Well done with all that alliteration. Thank you. Uh-huh. They played the game smart. Okay. They made anyone who wanted to sell the babies sell other Tie Warner products so that when the bubble did burst, they would still be able to sell things and they wouldn't go broke. Okay. Basically, because they, they, their number one thing with Beanie Babies, but they had other things like the stuffed sheep called Lovey. And so How's they were. not a Beanie Baby? It, it wasn't. It was just a stuffed sheep. You're really throwing me for a fucking loop here. I thought Lovey was a Beanie Baby. No, Lovey You're was just killing a. Killing me. Oh. Sorry. What? Yeah. I bought 700 Loveys. <laughs> And now you're telling me that they have no resale value? I'm just saying... That's they're the thing that Ty, that Ty made, like, they're the secondary baby backup toy? Yes. I have a lot of this product to unload, man. You're going to have a bad time. God damn. <laughs> but now you can have a room filled with lovies that you can just frolic in. My business mentor, Chris Robinson, told me that this was a really good idea. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, when we worked on General Hospital together. Yes. I was Nurse Evie. You were Nurse Evie Clancett. Yes. <laughs> Who's Evie Clancett? <laughs> oh. right, He's so, not a good mentor. I know. The company actually saw the end in sight, mm-hmm. and so they created a bear called The End. No. Yep, that was what? the name of the bear. Was it a Beanie Baby? Or it you? was okay. a Beanie Baby. You've got... Okay. Yeah. They actually released a statement that said, quote, very important notice. Sure. On December 31st, 1999, at 11.59 p.m., all beanies will be retired, including the above. The end? Yep. They named a bear the end? Yep. Poor bear, man. I know. It's like your whole life is the finishing. No kidding. But also, your name sucks. Like, other bears are like Winnie the Pooh. There's, like, little teddy bears. And there's, like, you could name a bear, like, Buddy Bear or whatever. There's a Teddy Ruxpin. You could name a bear Clamset. And then, sure, Clamset Bear. (laughs) Then there's fucking The End. That's your whole name? (laughs) Poor thing. Was it a polar bear? On weather. (laughs) Sorry. They had a vote from the public on whether or not to have the collection continue. What? You sons of bitches. So collectors and the public overwhelmingly said continue. What a shock. Right? Uh-huh. But people were unamused just like you were. Then they na- they changed the name of the bear to the end, but with a question mark on it. The end? Uh-huh. People were really unamused by that and sure. felt like the company was doing this as a stunt. What? And then they stopped buying and then the market crashed. Oh, well, there's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And itself, yeah. That's weird. Okay. All right, so we're going to take a a spin to another toy. (sighs) Okay, I need a moment to recover from this Beanie Baby euphoria that I'm in right now. I just like the idea of, like, a Beanie Baby fight where you just throw Beanie Babies at each other. Okay. But I feel like that would actually hurt. It would also decrease their value, so I I recommend not doing that. there's no fucking value left in them. Don't tell me that. (laughs) I just bought 700 of these things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> While we've been talking, I went on on and eBay, bought... and you bought all of them yes. from Chris Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, so another fun toy craze was Furby. Mm-hmm. Its name is actually an abbreviation for Furball. No, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's not a very good abbreviation, actually. Furby, fur, furball becomes yeah. Furby. Yeah. Okay. So Furby first hit the stores in 1998, and it was a hit. Sure. Like a hit. Sure. People loved the idea that it started by speaking Furbish. Oh, right. And it eventually would learn English over time. Yes. And it was the first home robot product that was selling successfully. So it would learn your language? I didn't have a Furby. So, yeah. I mean, I had one. I'm not a collector like you. Of course you had one. (laughs) For fuck's sake. This is not a little romp through memory lane of toy fads that happened. This is what Jason collected over his life. All right. So, basically... Is that a Furby I'm looking at? No, it's no, not No, that's a, a stuffed that octopus of some monocle. kind. Is it a Beanie Baby? No. I, who knows? No one knows. That's right. So, all right. Furbies were kind of this, like, little robot thing. Okay. And they... The funny thing sure, is... Sure, and they, they were did, adorable, and they would talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It inter- interacted with the owner. It was mm-hmm. considered con- cute. Right. And as it gained in popularity, stock dwindled in the stores, and parents then started to lose their minds, because they're like, I gotta get a Furby for my kid. Right, sure. So people would fight over them in stores, and eventually people would take to the internet, where they would pay several hundred dollars to get one for their kids. Really? Yeah. The biggest fun thing about... These are the good parents. The other parents didn't care. I know. So the biggest fun thing about Furbies, however, is that because of its supposed interactive abilities, the NSA was worried that it would be used to spy on the government. (laughs) 
So, on January If it 13th, can learn English, yeah. it can learn our secrets. Right. Wow. The funny thing is, it's programmed to eventually learn English. It's going to do it on its own time, no matter what you do. Right, but doesn't it just, like, sort of repeat back to you? Yes. Well, well could, that, but... was their, that was their panic. If they thought it was going to learn it and then repeat it back. Who like made secrets. Furbies? Tiger Electronics. So is that a, an American company, or is that what? I want to say it's a combo of American and Japanese. Okay. So not an enemy of us. No, um, but not you don't want to necessarily let like a little toy that like listens to you into yeah. your you know situation well, room or whatever. The best thing. Okay, so on January thirteenth of nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. the NSA banned the toy from entering the building. That's great, and uh, they would prevent it from recording classified info and repeating it later. Yeah, and uh, the head of Tiger Electronics, Roger Shipman, mm-hmm. insisted that the toy didn't have recording capabilities, but that was not good enough. The toy was banned. Yeah. Uh, I'm better safe than sorry when you're talking about national security, secrets, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So Roger also issued a statement that said, quote, That was the quote. <laughs> and then it was translated into English from Furbish. And it into... said, Furby is not a spy. <laughs> so uh, airlines also banned the toy because it was classified as a personal electronic device. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Could you put your Furby on airplane mode? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're going to swing over to another toy now. Awesome. To the Tamagotchi. I miss my Furby. Oh, the Tamagotchi, sure. And I also what a had trip a down memory lane. Did of you? course you fucking had a Tamagotchi. We're going to assume that you had every single toy we're talking about. I How's your not, pet rock doing? I, <laughs> I didn't have a pet rock. Sure. I have plants that I sure. talk to. Yeah, you do have pet plants. <laughs> All right. So, okay, Tamagotchi means roughly egg watch. What? That's what it translates <laughs> to, egg watch. What's that mean? Oh, because did you wear it? Yeah, but it's like a keychain. Right. Yeah. But, it's, but I don't think you wore oh. it like a watch. I think it was like you, I think it was a dual word, meaning like you have to watch, watch it. And also it like was time. You have to make sure you did it on time and... Anyway, right. it wasn't it the concept was like you had to take care of it, right? Yeah. You had to. It was oh, like we're that, gonna get right into that. It was like a sack of flour for a, like a, a, a third grader. Yeah, that you, have to, like, that you really take couldn't. Care of. Well, you could kill it. All right. Oh. So the electronic pet came to the USA in the right. early 1990s right. and was a huge hit. Right. So I actually was on a wait list for this toy, right? Okay. And uh, I think Toys R Us maybe. Oh. So we happened to be home when an order came in, and they called. And we then went out to go get it with my parents, and I had a friend over, and we were like, play day over, we're going to get this thing <laughs> you're coming with. We're getting a dog! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And because basically, if you didn't go when they called, yeah. they would give it to the next person, and you'd sure. go back to the end of the wait list. Absolutely. And so I was so, so happy. another kid has my dog! Right. <laughs> I was so happy I got it. Probably in like half a year I was over it. Like and Half that, a year? Yeah. That's... A, short... a long time. Really? For a child to be interested in a toy? I'm a weird kid, it's though. I really like time. my things, and so I... I don't know. I get bored with stuff, like, in a day. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I, I'm, like, a record. Yeah. This when is I, a when, podcast when, of the record. How old were you for this? Eight, nine, ten. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a long time, I feel like, yeah. to get to, to like a toy. Yeah. At that at that age, I, I don't think I... There was actually... This is great. There was one night I went to go sleep over at a friend's house, mm-hmm. and their parents had a no electronics rule. Oh. And so I had to leave it with my parents. You had to leave your Tamagotchi at home? And so I basically intended to instruct and you couldn't my mom. bring your Furby at all, either? No. Well, Furby didn't exist What yet. about your Game Boy? I couldn't bring that. <gasps> so, but, What'd you do? Well, I, I taught my mom how to feed my uh, really? Tamagotchi, and I told her not to kill it. <laughs> and she was so stressed, I think. She's like, if I fucking kill this, my kid's never gonna like leave home again. I love I love the idea of your mom like stressing over that actually because yeah. she'd actually kept children alive. Yeah. <laughs> but God forbid like, real humans alive for that time and she was worried about killing an uh, yeah. electronic toy. That's adorable. So, you know, actually for a lot of people it was very important to keep it alive, right? Okay. One fan of the Tamagotchi, Mayumi Nisiguchi, took her pet with her everywhere mm-hmm. and when her pet died, she actually held a funeral for it. Oh, Wow, um, for a Tamagotchi? Yeah. All right. Did she, she get it? Was it like a service Tamagotchi? Did she get it a vest and everything so she could bring it into restaurants? A really tiny vest. <laughs> like a Barbie-sized vest. Please don't pet him. He's on, He's working right now. Thank he's you. He's working. <laughs> so, she uh, is then quoted saying, quote, After the funeral, I pressed the reset button, end quote, and then she got a new pet just like that. 
I hate her. <laughs> so, all right. In fact, people in America were so hell-bent on this craze that they would camp out overnight to make sure that they were in line when the shipment came in. Yep. And others... I've never understood these people. I, never. Well, I, I here's the thing. I have never been a collector of this kind of thing. I have never stood and waited overnight for tickets of anything. Like, uh, I won't, why? I won't wait overnight for stuff. Mm-hmm. I will put myself on a wait list, and when it becomes available and the craze has died down a little bit, mm-hmm. it's like, I'll always be just behind it. Mm-hmm. Because I want to do it, because I think it's cute and fun. Right. But I don't... We'll get to this yeah, in the bright side I've never side had section. to be an early adopter. I've never, but right. I mean, more power to the people who are, but I mean, I just can't... I, I can't wrap my mind around sleeping right. in a tent outside so that you can get a fucking Tamagotchi. Electronic, yeah. Yeah. So, and people... Or shoes. This is what the thing oh, is. I know. On, have shoes, you seen I've this on Fairfax? This. Yeah. You know, tents and, and, and yep. people line up around the, the blocks new for Air whatever Jordans, new shoe is which the thing. they won't wear ever. Oh, no. They put it on the, the shelf and they never foolish. wear it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, people would basically pay hundreds to get this when it wasn't in the store. Okay. And the Tamagotchi just cost $16. <laughs> right. So it was huge in both Japan and the United States, right? right. And in one store in Japan, they had a stock of 1000 come in that sold out after only 45 minutes. Why? Right? Yeah. People were going every day to this store to check if they had any more in stock. Wow. And that I can't even imagine doing. Like, I get angry when I go to a store and I don't have what I want. Sure. Like, I'm like, I should have called and I wasted my time. I am a white man! <laughs> you should see Jason get a little upset about that. That's you not... don't have it? I am white! That's not what I say. He totally does that. That's what I say. That's oh. a quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I called ahead! I told you I was white and I was coming in. Well, no, if I called ahead and they said I don't have it, I wouldn't go. That would just be foolish. Shame on me for doing that. Sure, shame on you for a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I love this quote from the New York Times. Okay. Quote, most of the buyers are teenage girls or women in their 20s. Some commentators say the toy is popular because it is difficult to have a real pet in crowded Japan. Others say Tamagotchi satisfies the nurturing instinct of Japanese women who more and more are marrying later and having fewer children. Okay. I love the reading this quote because I want to point out the fact that this was written in 1997. <laughs> yeah. And it is incredibly sexist. Well, yeah. It's just like, a like here's the reason that women like this toy. Right. Not because they want to enjoy something fun. No. It's beca- it must be because they, they desire babies and aren't having them. At heart, they are nurturing yeah. and women and yeah. they, uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. women are clearly only made for babies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And the people I know in the U.S. who bought them were mostly kids. So, mm-hmm. so you never had a Tamagotchi? I don't think I had a Tamagotchi. No, oh. I had a Lego phone. What the fuck's a Lego phone? It's a phone that looks like it's made of Legos. What? It's a phone that looks like Did it's made of... Did you have to of... make it? No, I didn't have to make it. I bought it. It just looked like it was well, made the, of Legos. What fun is that? The point of Legos is to build. It also is kind of cool to have a phone that's just made of Legos. <laughs> I had a phone that looked like a hamburger, too. Oh, I like that. I didn't cook it. I <laughs> <laughs> just looked like the thing. <laughs> How can you build? How am I, a twelve-year-old in Texas who has no electrical experience, going to wire a phone (laughs) that I built out of Lego? I don't know. You're smart. I'm smart, but I'm much more about the languages. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, people in Japan got worried about Tamagotchi, right? Okay. Why? They were worried about what it was doing to loved ones and coworkers. Okay. They weren't worried about like listening to state secrets. No, 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 no. So people heard it beep, and then they would flee to the bathroom at work <laughs> to take care of it. Awesome. And uh, Norio Kemijo is quoted saying, quote, My wife said good morning to the Tamagotchi, but she didn't say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not having kids. Yeah. <laughs> so a high school student is quoted saying, quote, those who say we feel no pain at resetting the game have not raised a Tamagotchi on their own. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have to remember that, like, yeah, you can reset this thing. Yeah. Okay. So I remember... Nothing died. I remember that there was one time my Tamagotchi died after I got it to the farthest I've ever gotten it. Uh-huh. And I remember being like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't say those words. Well, sure. I might have. I was a sassy kid. Your Tamagotchi and you were talking about the classics. And then it just like, died. And then it died. Why did it die? Do you remember why it died? Did you, like, neglect? 
affected in some way? I think I had to go to school and then it died <gasps> or something. Oh my god. Was it that sensitive? Like you had to really be on top of this? Yeah, thing? like it, okay. it, if you came home and it like had pooped several times, you'd be really unhappy and then you'd have to like clean the poop and then wow. like feed it and like try to give it care and pet it a lot to make it feel better. Yeah, no, I did not have a Tamagotchi. I remember this clearly now because no, I don't have time for that. I've got the <laughs> Disney afternoon to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I used to come home and watch Hey Dude on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Where do we think my cowboy fetish came from? (laughs) I watched Darkwing Duck. I love Darkwing Duck. And the Gargoyles. Yeah, the Gargoyles were good. All right, so as with all other fads, Tamagotchi fakes for me. Tamagotchis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And people fought over getting one for their kids and themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And schools eventually would ban them because it was leading to students failing from lack of attention. (laughs) Well, lack of attention to class, but lots of attention to the Tamagotchi. So it's not a lack of attention, it's just directed. Billy, what's one plus one? Billy? Billy? (gasps) He pooped! Billy! He pooped! Billy, put away the toy. I have to clean it. Billy! I'm sorry. <gasps> no, my tummy. I'm taking your Tamagotchi away. No! <laughs> you can get it after class. <laughs> All right. None of these madnesses, though, would compare to the madness of one special toy. Really? Yep. We haven't even gotten to the, the, the most big one? dangerous fad was actually Tickle Me Elmo. Oh! I love Tickle Me Elmo. Now, Tickle Me Elmo is the one I did not have. That's so funny because Tickle Me Elmo is the one that my sister had. Oh, I love it. And I was super jealous. I've only ever been jealous of this one toy in my entire life. And can I tell you why? Yes. It was a French Tickle Me Elmo. My mother went to France one time on some business trip and she brought me, I don't even know what, a fucking snow globe or some crap. And she (laughs) got my sister a Tickle Me Elmo in French that sounded like this. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Ha 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 It said ooh la la <laughs> The Tickle Me Elmo said ooh la la and I wanted it. Yes. And I never got it. Oh I wonder if you could get one now. I probably could, but it's lost its magic for me now. Oh. It wouldn't be the same. Well, if you're out there... And you have a French Tickle Me Elmo... Send it to Kevin. Please, at me. He needs it. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take a video and we'll Instagram it. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. Ooh la la. <laughs> Put it on Twitter, the video of Kevin with the French yeah. Tickle Me Elmo. Anyway, tell me about the Tickle Me Elmo craze. Why You said dangerous? Why is it dangerous? We'll get there. Okay. So, it would come on the market in 1996. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what Tickle Me Elmo is, which I assume you all do... Fuck you. Basically, if you squeeze it, mm-hmm. it shakes and bites vibrates while laughing about it and says, like, you're tickling me. Nobody doesn't know what Tickle Me Elmo is. I just wanted to make sure. Nobody doesn't know. I just wanted to make sure. All right. So it came from an idea from the toy creator, Ron Dubrin. He basically saw two kids tickling each other and laughing, (laughs) and and he thought, that's cute and funny, and they wouldn't stop tickling each other. And he'd be like, don't tickle me. Ha, ha, tickle, tickle, ha. And then he was like, oh, my God. I've got it. Yeah. And Tickle Me Elmo was born. Sure. A fun fact, actually, about Tickle Me Elmo. It actually started with Tickles the Chimp. What? Because Tyco, the company that would make Tickle Me Elmo, didn't own the rights to use Sesame Street yet. Oh. And so they were originally working on a Tickle Me Tasmanian Devil. Oh. But Because they had the rights to Looney Tunes. But then they lost the rights to Looney Tunes and gained the rights to Sesame Street, and thus Tickle Me Elmo was born. Wow. Can you imagine? It would be totally different. It would not have been a successful... Tickle Me Tasmanian Devil? Yeah. I scared the fuck out of Jason. That was was really a lot like being in a fucking poltergeist. That was the Tickle Me Tasmanian Devil. So it wouldn't take over overnight. Right? Okay. So Tickle Me Elmo would hit the scene and it would be popular, but it wouldn't really hit mm-hmm. right away. The price would start at $28.99 mm-hmm. at a store. Mm-hmm. By the end of 1997, people would be buying it for around $1,500. Holy fuck. On the uh, like black market and stuff. Wow. It was the black market. Yeah. The red market. I yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those toys that people really just fell in love with. Sure. Right? So yeah, the, it was adorable. Yeah. It really was adorable. That's the one, literally, of, of all the stuff we're talking about, that's the one toy I actually wanted. So, the president of Tycho Preschool, Neil Friedman, mm-hmm. is quoted saying, quote, When you played with Tickle Me Elmo for the first time, it brought a smile to everyone's face. Sure. It was a magical surprise. 
Yeah. All right. So it the, was. He's right. The initial release was uh, four hundred thousand Tickle Me Elmos, and they were selling pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then right after Thanksgiving, suddenly they sold out everywhere. Okay. In fact, oh. on Black Friday. Oh, so it was like the Christmas thing that year, and you yeah. couldn't get it. Oh no. Yep. Oh, so no. on Black Friday, which we are going to do a whole episode about Black Friday, cool, probably around Thanksgiving time. So Yay. mark your calendars. <laughs> um, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tickle Me Elmo was sold out everywhere after two hours. Okay. On Black Friday. Okay. So like, if there were any left in stock within two hours, gone. Okay. So Christmas was on the way, and Tyco Preschool needed to get them back on the shelf stat. Yeah. This. So they ordered 600,000 more. Mm-hmm. Okay, what was the reason they suddenly ran out? People bought them yes. from stores. Okay. I got it. The, I totally nailed that. The real reason is Rosie oh. O'Donnell. What? Yep. Back at this time, she was still a popular TV host. Right. And she gave it an unsolicited shout-out on the t- of the toy. That's right. I on remember national that. TV. I remember that. And people went fucking nuts for it. Yeah. They sent her a free one. They right. sent her 200 for her audience. Wow. Um, and her producer basically was like, you know what you're going to do? Every time someone guesses the word wall during You Bet Your Life, whatever the hell that is, uh-huh. throw one into the audience. Oh, okay. And so she did that. That's right. And people were falling in love with it. Sure. And kids and grown-ups alike were like, holy fucking shit. I remember th- <laughs> Lob Me Elmo. Yeah. I remember that. But <laughs> <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. They were like... <laughs> a laughing Elmo flying through the air and then hitting a housewife from yeah. Iowa. It was amazing. Oh, I've got a concussion. Ooh la la. <laughs> I'm injured. <laughs> but basically all the people watching this at home were like, I need yeah. that. Yeah. No! <laughs> maybe that's... My mom could only find one in France, maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe she... Maybe it was just, like, uh, the toy of necessity. Like, So, basically, the stores sold out and the mania was underway, right? Mm-hmm. The mania was also enhanced when it appeared with Bryant Gumbel on an episode of the Today Show. Okay. So that just enhanced it. And, like, sure. people were like, oh, my God, it's... An, it's an, ah. Not the best interview subject, though, right. after, actually. How does this make you feel? <laughs> Yes, I, I hear that, but how does that really make you feel? <laughs> no, no, it's terrible. It's the face that Kevin is making is, like, terrifying. <laughs> okay, so, Sorry. anyway, yeah. after that riveting interview... <laughs> Awesome. Tycho uh, Preschool wasn't prepared for this at all. They weren't prepared for the madness, and that's why they rushed the orders. Okay. But because of this, parents were losing their minds, sure. and they had to get this precious toy for their kids before Christmas came. That's their fault. Right. Tyco. No, I know. They really to be To be... This is not Ty. No. This okay. is a different company. This is a different company. So yeah. Tyco, it's their fault, because they're like... We're going to make a massive PR push and then not be ready for when that hits. Right. Great. Good job, guys. So basically, all the parents were like, I got to get this for my kids before Christmas. Sure. And as a result, it became dangerous to be in retail. Oh, sure. Many, many fights <laughs> broke out over the toy in stores. <laughs> like, full-on fights. To the point where two women got arrested in Chicago for fighting over the doll. Oh, my like, God. And I'm assuming blows were exchanged. Absolutely. Like, fist blows. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie... <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The idea of seeing two grown adults fighting over a Muppet yeah. is really amazing. No, I really wish I could go back and watch it. Cause, sure. like, well, you can watch Black Friday videos. I, They're pretty amazing. I know. I'm going to have to when we do that episode. Yay. So, all right. Some parents would chase after the delivery trucks trying to get one before it was off the truck. Which I also How do you, What? What are you going <laughs> to steal it? <laughs> they like bribe them to get one in advance. Oh, that's crazy. Which I also love because like they can't sell a product off a truck. Exactly. That that's going to get fired. You're the, they're not the mafia. Yeah. It's mad as well. We'll get to the mafia. Oh, God. So one person in Denver would spend $7,100 to get one for Christmas. Fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a fucking year of college. Please don't buy me an Elmo. Get me into college. No kidding. Okay, the best failure of all. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so, the best failure of all, however, was the experience that happened at um, Fredericton, Canada, in okay. a Walmart. Okay. One employee was handing another employee the last Tickle Me Elmo, mm-hmm. and someone saw it and screamed. 
And at, because of that, over 300 people stampeded down the aisle no! to get to the laughing doll first. Holy fuck! As and was, the Elmo was like, ah! <laughs> 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 This is bad touch! Close yeah. <laughs> So, Elmo, show me on yourself where the bad people touched you. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a result... Everywhere! Everywhere! Oh, no. <laughs> As a result, the employee was trampled. Oh! Injuries suffered were, quote, a pulled hamstring. Oh, no. Injuries to his back, jaw and knee, a broken rib, and a concussion. Oh, my God. All for picking up a toy? For being handed a toy. Sure. Yeah. You're like, no! I didn't even want it! (laughs) (laughs) I was just holding it for the other guy. Yeah. So, uh, the New York Daily News had a breaking news story that John Gotti Jr., who was the son of mob boss... Uh, John Gotti Sr.? I think so. Uh Uh, Bought a case of them from Toys R Us in Queens. Okay. This happened after the store was supposed to have sold out. Uh So people got pissed. Oh, sure. Uh, But the officials of Toys R Us store said he happened upon them when they got a new shipment and he was lucky. Uh And I'm like... "Mm." Yeah, sure. Okay. So basically, even the mobs getting into this. So they admitted that like John Gotti Jr. bought a case of Tickle Me Elmo's? Yeah, to sell it. Oh, man. So before December... That's a valuable toy. I know. To get the Tickle Me Elmo bought from John Gotti Jr., that's a good one. Will you sign it? Yeah. (laughs) So before December was over, every last one (laughs) of the million Elmo's were sold. Okay. Oh, wow. But... By next year, five million were sold. Mm-hmm. That's how popular it was. Right. Because of this, parents were now turning to the black market and the internet, and they were paying a thousand plus for the precious monster. Sure. They're like, I need this for my kid. It's sold out. Right. I'm losing my mind. I'm a terrible parent if I don't do it. Here's the thing. If I had been a parent that got one originally, and it was whatever dollars, and someone was willing to pay me seven thousand fucking dollars, I would tell my kid, guess what? We're going to go on a trip to fucking Disneyland. All expenses paid, mm-hmm. and I'm going to treat Yay, you. Yay, I can't wait to take my Elmo to Disneyland. Well, that's the catch, kiddo. What? Elmo died. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My God. <laughs> I completely dropped out of character because I was so devastated. <laughs> so you're saying that this is a good plan? <laughs> For parents? I'm not a parent. <laughs> this is why I'm not a parent. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, if you think that that is a viable option, <laughs> you should never be a parent. Oh, my God. Elmo died. <laughs> All right. So, I couldn't think of anything better. Oh, my. There's nothing better. There is nothing better <laughs> All right. than a dead Elmo doll. <laughs> so wow. My favorite quote from a seller during this time. <laughs> Talk to me, Elmo. Say something, Elmo. <laughs> it's just it's just still. It's lifeless. It's little eyes staring back at you. Oh, my God. With nothing. No light left inside of them. Love it. That's uh, the, please talk to me, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call the defibrillator, Elmo? <laughs> Every time you shock it, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Don't you dare cut this. Don't you dare cut this. I might have to. No. Okay. Defibrillator elbow. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay, so my favorite quote from a seller during this time mm-hmm. selling online for an exorbitant fee is, quote, if people are idiotic enough to pay that kind of money for a doll that costs $29 at Target, then I'm enough of an idiot to sell it to them. Absolutely. And that was my main point. Capitalism. So, all right. Here's another great thing. Cartier placed a Tickle Me Elmo in the window of their Fifth Avenue store in New York City. Mm-hmm. And they placed a diamond necklace and bracelet combo on it worth a million dollars. And they said, if you bought the necklace and diamond combo, then you would get the Elmo free as a gift. Yeah? So they you, sold it? I don't know if they sold okay. it. Okay. Uh, That's crazy. They were using the Elmo as an incentive. Yeah. To sell a million dollars. Of, yeah. Okay. So, Adrian Citrin, 
the spokeswoman for the Toy Industry Association mm-hmm. wasn't happy that people were buying so many at once from stores and selling them at a supermarket price. Uh, uh, sorry, she, capitalism. Well, well, she's quoted saying, quote, It's a shame that there are people who are going to buy not one of these products for one special child, but ten so they can resell them. Oh, give me a break. Your Toy Association is selling them a million wholesale at a time, so yeah. fuck off. Well, parents need to keep in mind that their child's interest, what their child's interests are, yeah, their and child's what, interests are going to be going to college, so shut up. Right. <laughs> and what age group they're in. Yeah. Before parents jump on the bandwagon, they should be sure that this that the must-have toy of the season is the must-have for their child. So I get what she's saying, right? Yeah, yeah okay. I, but I would also like to say to her, fuck off. Right. So then you've got Jim Silver, the editor... In response, in a measured response. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, and fuck off. <laughs> so Jim Silver, the editor-in-chief and co-publisher of Toy Wishes magazine, has a different point of view... Sure. ...about the directions parents are taking. He's quoted saying... He said, quote, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> he said, <laughs> quote, nobody's really getting hurt because it's all about supply and demand, and if someone wants to, something bad enough and is willing to pay more for it, then they, they have a right to do so... Uh, the consumer can easily wait until the item is more available. Absolutely. You want to tickle me Elmo right now? Yeah. Very easy to find it. Right. Exactly. Back to We're back to twenty nine ninety nine now. Right. So, all right. There is a little bit of classism in the statement in the sense of, like, there are people out there who are struggling to make ends meet, and if this, if it sells out right away and then they can't afford to get their kid, like, I can see where Adrian has some sense there but there is also in a sense of like we are in a capitalist society and that's how it works and it's kind of like you know hopefully there's good people out there that would buy a bunch and give it to people in need but like most won't sure no that happened yeah yeah (laughs) 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 that was such a smug elmo laugh capitalist elmo yeah um all right so because of the popular (laughs) pay me elmo pay me elmo Because of the popularity, when they re-released Tickle Me Elmo in 2001, mm-hmm. they actually had five that would stop laughing and then reveal as a surprise to their owners that they won a prize. What? The top prize was $200,000. Whoa! So, I love the idea of laughing, and it'd be like, ha 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 and then like, you have won $200,000. <laughs> completely other voice. And then like a kid like sobbing because they think Elmo's possessed. <laughs> My Elmo's possessed! Oh no! <laughs> Did it stop, like, did it tell you you won $200,000 when it stopped laughing? Forever? Did it stop laughing I forever? Think so, yeah. It was your compensation, $200,000? Yes. <laughs> because your Elmo died, you get two hundred grand. This is really confusing to me, because, like, if your Elmo stops laughing forever, then you don't want that Tickle Me Elmo anymore. But also, I mean, you have $200,000 and you right. can buy another buy one. Buy a new one, yeah. But the other scenario is every time you tickle it and it stops laughing, it tells you you've won $200,000. So you get a lot every of money. Time. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome, too. They would also uh, later release a Tickle Me Elmo called TMX, or TM Tickle Me 10, or Tickle Me Extreme. What? Um, Extreme Tickling Elmo? Yeah. That's a fe- they have a fetish Elmo? <laughs> yeah. They have, they have a Tie Me Down and Tickle Me Elmo? <laughs> what? They have a Blindfold Me, Tie Me Down, Handcuff Me, and Tickle Me Until I Can't Breathe Elmo? Yeah, they're like, ha, ha, Spank me, daddy! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, all right. This one would do more than the original one where it just vibrated when tickled. This yeah. one would roll around. This one would come. And, and <laughs> beg for you to stop. <laughs> fucked up. So, it's fucked up. Which I really love. And then you wouldn't. Yeah. And you'd torture it. The torture me Elmo. It's yeah. awesome. So what I love is it's a great thing to teach kids. Keep tickling the toy that's saying no. Absolutely. So That's a problematic toy. Yeah. Okay. So... Alright, so the toy was not as big as the original, but it was still big enough to warrant a person in Florida having a gun pulled on them for the TMX. Oh my god. They're like, give me your TMX. And the the Tickle Me Elmo was like, stop, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my god. Alright, but people who grabbed one were a little bit disappointed, the Uh new one, right? My, My favorite review from Amazon is, quote, my daughter loved him for maybe a week at best. I now have a $40 dust collector. All right, that's your fault for yeah. not understanding children. <laughs> yep, I guess. So sorry. Oh, and speaking of that, what's really funny is that there's these videos. Little kids, they get scared of the doll. So there's apparently a whole <laughs> library of YouTube videos of toddlers and young kids watching the dolls, and they and they freak out. I know what I'm doing later. I know. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, we but can I watch can't it together. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're gonna love that. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Yeah. So. To this day, however, you can still see people selling the original Tickle Me Elmo for about $100 online. That so is still, worth it. I yeah. Think. yeah. I mean, if you bought it for, you know, 
thirty bucks, and now it's a hundred. That's a seventy buck. But that's like profit. a twenty year old toy. So it, now it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's like <laughs> kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> TMX has not stopped laughing yeah. like, since 2001. And it's like, please kill me. Please, please end it. Sorry. So what's the bright side to all of this? I know what my bright side is. The image of Tickle Me 10 never stopping. And what... So, hey, the bright side. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think this is, I'm not sure if there's any downside to this one. Oh, I mean, there were definitely, I mean, Except you don't want to be in retail. retail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay, at the end of the day, a lot of revenue for these products and jobs for people happen. Right? Yeah, for sure. And the t- Yeah, this is an entire huge industry that kept right. a lot of people going Employed for a long time. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing. The toys, they bring joy to people. For sure. So, like, I don't ever play with my Tamagotchi anymore. I don't even know if I have it still. Mm-hmm. I The Beanie Babies are in a bag somewhere. But, mm-hmm. like, when I see them, I smile. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, keep them out anymore because I'm not... Mm-hmm. I mean, I have other stuffed animals out. Yeah, I'm looking at stuffed animals all around this room. <laughs> in my office. An adult baby. Sure. <laughs> Goo. But... Um, <laughs> But, but even even Tickle Me Elmo that I don't have, when I see it, I do smile. Absolutely, like they're they're good. Well, toys, you know, bring joy. Like yeah. good toys, uh, bring a lot of joy to people. And yeah, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very pure, bright side. Like when they're used for their intended purpose. I don't know how you use a toy for its unintended purpose. Never uh, stop tickling it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop! <laughs> oh my god! Please. <laughs> I still like the idea of a defibrillator, Elmo. Clear! (laughs) (laughs) So, alright, here's another thing. There's more and more people nowadays are realizing they don't need to be a part of a fad to be cool. They don't. Their kids don't need this toy to be successful. Sure. And and the kids are starting to realize it too. It doesn't mean that kids don't. Right. All they need is Fortnite, and they'll be fine. Well, here's the thing. Because like I I'm okay with the idea of being a part of a fad. Like it's fine to do it if it's if it makes you happy. If you have fun doing it, sure. Yeah. Like I loved Angry Birds when that was a big thing. Yeah. Because it's a fun game and it's silly and it's fun and you get to talk to people about sure. it. Sure. It's the same with seeing a movie that's a hit movie and talking about it, sure. or seeing a TV show, or reading a, the hot book. Or yeah. Whatever. Following trends is you know. It's fine. It's you connect with the culture and your friends. Right. And, you know. But um. But I I I do. Th- value the fact that people are not you don't need to own it right away you can get it a few months later and it doesn't make you less of a person mm-hmm. you're not a better person because you got the tamagotchi on the first day yeah but you know i feel like there's still a lot of people who are lining up for shoes oh, of course. all night long of course there are and if you think about it there's a group of people like when you love a collector's item or something to collect mm-hmm. you're gonna want like people i can see being inspired to do that mm-hmm. i don't want to sleep in a tent to get something i just don't i'd rather order it and have it come a month afterwards sure. because i have standards for my life and, <laughs> and all of that not to be judgy for them but whatever mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you know i i now like collecting things and making things that can help me make movies mm-hmm. and it's not as popular a trend as other things but every now and then like a new game will come out on the iphone and i'll want to i don't want to buy it but i'll get like the free game and i want to play it when everyone else is to see if what the hubbub is sure and some of the time i keep playing it and some of the times i say yeah not for me you know what i i I thought of a bright side on this too i think that instead of thinking of it as a fad right we can think of it as fandom right basically and people group around the things they love, a show, right? Disney this or that. Disney is a big one. Or, or Marvel, Drag Race, Marvel. RuPaul, like yeah. your clicks of the people that it's a fad, I guess. It's like a trending thing that a certain group of people are in, and some aren't. One bright side of this is that where there used to be the toy, right, of the season, you know, now there's just a lot more options, right, of things, you know. So like, there's a there's a million apps. Right. You know, and there's uh, uh, so much content online and streaming with the different shows and movies and stuff like the Netflix and the Hulu and the, all the originals, this and that. Totally. That 
like instead of having to love mash or whatever like you know right, right, right. Was, you can you know there's the supernatural fans and the people who are fans of alias and the right. people who are are fans of the flash or whatever the thing and you group around that you know your doctor who people right whatever and there's just so many more of course of those and i think that's great because totally. like people find their tribe and you can be member of any number of tribes, of course, but like, there's so many ways to connect with other people totally. over a thing. Like, like to have a common uh, subject, whatever that is, uh, you know, it really connects people. It still does that to this day. That's really the heart of what a fad is. Even, of course, no. is a way to like plug into the cultural like knowledge. Oh, well, and to feel connected to people. Yeah, like for I, I love. Finding new original content on like Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. Right. That people like, and kind of, I like being ahead of the curve there mm-hmm. because then I get to say, oh, have you seen that show yet? Mm-hmm. And then people will be like, I haven't. I'll be like, you need to see it. The mm-hmm. talent in it is amazing and it's, it's often talent that nobody's ever heard of before mm-hmm. or they've been up and coming for a while and you would recognize them but you wouldn't necessarily know their name until now. Like, right. I love that. To me, that's yeah, really me fun to, to get to help amplify new talent. So it's the broadening of the ways in which, or the things over which you can connect with people about. So, like, we have learned, there's still a way to get your fad on, you know? Yeah. Like, you can still connect with people, uh, but you don't have to do it over the one terrifying thing that we have this, this, we have so many options now. Right. I think that's a bright side, is that there's just, there's so much power in the consumer now, because you can have so many areas, so many, like, avenues of, of, of content, so many providers of it. Um, look at us. We're creating a thing because we love it, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, so we'll, so let's get a fad going of the bright side. Yes. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, so yeah, I think this is really good because, uh, this is a really good topic and I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thank you. Tell us about your fads, folks. Yeah. What are, what were your favorite fads? We got to do a poll about this one. Yeah. Did you have a pet rock? Did you do the Rubik's Cube? Have you finished the Rubik's Cube? Please. <laughs> if you and, have... I'm very impressed. And I'm not kidding about that Tickle Me Elmo. If you can get me a French Tickle Me Elmo, I will be indebted to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let let me know. He'll do a photo shoot. I will take the photos, and we will do a professional photo Absolutely. shoot. Absolutely, we will. With a backdrop, and we will put him <laughs> all over the world. We'll tickle each other. Yeah. <laughs> for money. <laughs> all right. Thanks again for joining us on The Bright Side, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Clear. <laughs>